Hello, you are listening to the following has been approved. My name is Jillian. My name is Jacqueline. And we have all the movie trailers. There are so many. <laughs> There's honestly too many that we know how to deal with. We can only do four at a time, and we have a lot. We do. We we at least we have um, content for the next several episodes. <laughs> yes, and we picked I think four of the most interesting ones out right now. Heck yeah! I mean, definitely two of the sappiest ones. Not in a bad way. I'm excited. No. I'm excited about. Sometimes the you need a little sappiness in your in your heart. Oh, for sure, and that's a good segue to me. You're marking on the two movies because we both saw movies <laughs> this week. We I did. Saw two undecidedly not sappy ones. I saw the newest or latest Yagos Larth. I don't know the guy who did the Oscar or the Oscar. No, he didn't, <laughs> and he won't win one because this was very nope. upsetting. The man who directed the Lobster. He's got a brilliant interesting mind and I saw Killing of a Sacred Deer and I'm really upset about it still and it's um it's a dark comedy but is it funny yeah in some ways okay. it would be but I just I had you have to reach down pretty far down to find humor in it and I was like oh no too far like some parts <laughs> I mean one of one line is uh dad Bob's dying and a child is literally bleeding from his eyes and I did chuckle at that and that's that was a chuckle. That was a chuckling scene. What? <laughs> so it's pretty fucked up. But um, I don't want him to stop making movies because I love The Lobster a lot. And this one, damn, it definitely entertained me for two hours. Well, all right. Well, at least if it kept your attention, I guess that's what it's supposed to do. Exactly. Uh, but I, what I enjoyed more was Armando Anucci's uh, Death of Stalin. Again, okay. would warn people. It's real violent as you, as, you know, Russia under Stalin was, but um, just seeing the randomness of the violence was both hilarious and utterly terrifying. Like, seeing what, how much these men feared for their lives. And also, like, there's Steve Buscemi, there's uh, Jason Isaacs plays the Russian um, general, and just, like, no okay. one's hiding their, like... Steve Buscemi sounds like he's from Brooklyn. Jason Isaacs got a thick whatever UK accent, and like it's kind of fun because like they like why even try to be Russian? Just be yeah. us. And um, it's really good. I learned about a spy uh, named Beria who I didn't know about in this. Like I learned with Armando Nucci, you also learn a little bit about history and politics, and I always okay. enjoy that. But real fucking dark. Like I had a dark weekend of movies. What about that you? That sounds real dark. I saw Best Friends. Not um, dark. The, not dark. Well, a little. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new venture with uh, Tommy Wiseau and Greg, Greg Sestero. Um, not directed by Tommy this time, though. Um, for, a good, and for a good reason? I mean, is it better directed? Oh, for sure. It's much better quality. <laughs> um, which, I don't know if that made me more ha- happier or sadder. How in a way. you like, a little you, nostalgic? Like, you wished it was that bad. It did. I really did. But there were some points where it was like, oh, that's clearly a green screen. You know what I mean? So it's like, there were some things that like kind of paid homage to the room, even if they weren't like blatant. Um, Some were more blatant. Uh, But it it was, it was pretty damn kitschy. All right. Uh, Funny because of the horrible line deliveries, but, but like funny, bizarre, like just great. Hmm. Um, and and so it's this really like weird premise. So Tommy Wiseau is like a mortician or something, an undertaker of some sort. Naturally, and he put yeah, right, which seems 
He's got the face. Seems for like it. something he would do. Yeah. And then, but what he does is he makes masks to put on people who are disfigured to lead them into the afterlife. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's real bizarre. And his character and Greg Sestero's character, after meeting, like, for the first time, he then makes a mask of Greg Sestero. And it's just, like, very weird. You're like, why do you have these weird masks? Who is, what is happening? Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm mildly interested because, like, death masks, that's, like, a thing in, like, ancient Greece. I doubt those men did any research. They probably just thought, like, Oh, wouldn't well, it be cool if you made masks for dead people? Not knowing that there's a historical basis for it. Well, I was fortunate enough to have to be present for a Q and A with both of them, um, and apparently uh, they did they did do research for this film. That's insane. I don't know how much backstory, like history, they did, but Probably I know Wikipedia that um, level research. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So they did something like like they worked like they worked with actual um, morticians and stuff. So. I was like, okay, so there's some level of commitment there. It's not just like, hey, here's this thing, let's do it. And it's supposedly based on a true story of a road trip that the two men took together. So it's based on a true story that one of them had a dream about while they were in a car or something. That (laughs) seems more likely. Yeah, but uh, but then it ends um, by saying volume one. So there is a second volume coming. There's a part two coming out. Uh, and the last part of this of Best Friends was really just a um, a trailer for the second movie, and my God, it looks trippy as hell. <laughs> well, look, you got to get your you got to pedal it out some way because you never know when your next movie's going to come out because it took them probably ten years to get this made. Yeah, but now because of all the. I think because of the disasters that they're going to have an easier time to get things made. I don't so. know because the de- I like how you said an homage to the room. That's basically saying an homage to bad filmmaking. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't like um, like they play like they play catch at one point, you know, which is clearly like call back to the to, yeah, yeah the tossing the football around, like things like that. Which was a callback to nothing in that movie. It made yeah. no goddamn sense. <laughs> Never in any scene where they tossed a favara. But yeah, so that's that's the new movie I saw this week. All right. We did pretty good. We saw some good movies. And we all, yeah. re- I think we recommend all three of them. I mean, yes. only if you have a for strong... For different reasons. Yeah, only a strong <laughs> stomach for my two. I think if you want an homage to bad movies that are slowly getting better, maybe see Best Friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we also have a lot of movie news. It's true. There is a lot this week. Let's start with let's start with Netflix. So Khan okay. has banned films from Netflix, and which is pretty goes hand in hand with Steven Spielberg says Netflix does not deserve to be nominated for Oscars. My first question is: Have they been? Um, no, but yes, they have. Uh, okay. Mudbound, boom, Mudbound. Right. Oh, okay, and I mean, I don't know, D. Reese. Probably tried to get wide distribution, distribution, and they probably said no. And she's like, "Well, I can only go to Netflix." So I think Steven Spielberg should shut his mouth. Yes, I would never say that. He's a great man, but also like, it's not the seventies. It's not like five white guys making movies. It's a bunch of other people who want to break yeah. into the industry. And look, if it's gonna be Netflix, it's gonna be Netflix. Like, it's true, and it's just I just think it's another platform for artists, and I, I think I that. Mean, yeah. Until they have a digital release award show, like, I don't, like, th- these are feature-length movies. 
Um, so I don't know. And also, I think like people will always Netflix will always be at a disadvantage. Major directors are not trying to use this, and if no. a film is so good that it rises above this chip on people's shoulder they have against Netflix, like uh, Ruth, not Ruth Wilson. Damn it. Was it Ruth Wilson? I don't know. The cinematographer for Mudbound got a nomination oh. because it was that good. And if that's, I don't know. You can just shut up Steven Spielberg. And also Colin's like, who cares? People don't even care about that <laughs> show. They just go there to look at pretty dresses, i.e. that's what I use cons for. I don't know. I'm, just um, a, little, okay. I'm a little touchy about this. Like, <laughs> Netflix is what everyone has in their house. Like, that's right. crazy. Oh uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's stupid, and also I think it's just very um, privileged. Like it the shows really is privileged is. to be able to say that. It shows us privilege, and also like Netflix is more democratic. Sure, it might be shit. Sure, there's like seven new shows on Netflix every week, and that drives me crazy. Like, how can there be so many? <laughs> yeah, but, calm it um, down. Yeah, calm down, Netflix. But also give them a chance. <laughs> yeah, and just because. I mean, just because major studios don't pick up these movies doesn't mean these stories shouldn't get told, so. Exactly. And, like, if they do well on Netflix, I'm sure that we'll let them get a wide release. Like, look, Get Out was shown twice in theaters because people decided it needed a second run, so. Right. Whatever, Steven Spielberg. We're, we're done with you. No, I'm not. I love him. I'm going to go see Ready Player One. I don't care. <laughs> but he can shut down about this, this thing. Yeah. All right, what else do we have? Amy Poehler is making her directorial debut with oh, Wine Country. Oh, is it on Netflix? It is. I think it might be. Yeah, it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, she, yep, it is Netflix. And uh, she is having some amazing, amazing, funny women in it. So um, Amy Poehler will be in it. Rachel Dratch, Anna Gosteyer, uh, Maya Rudolph, Rudolph, and Tina Fey will be making a an appearance. So I'm super excited. Yeah, props to Netflix for giving this woman filmmaker a platform. <laughs> But no, right. seriously, it looks, I mean, all we've seen is a little clip of them drinking and getting excited about it, and that's enough for me. That's all I need. I just want to, like, I just want these girls to be my friends that I drink wine with, so I'm super excited. <laughs> I want, I know it doesn't make any sense, but I want Maya Rudolph and her husband to, I don't know, they married? I want her and Paul Thomas Anderson to adopt me. I know it's weird, but I want to be part of their family. <laughs> if there's an application I can do for that, I would gladly sign up. Yeah. But we can be reached at the following hand. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's going to be exciting. And um, let's see. So the next Disney is uh, yeah. going forward with all these live-action reboots. And now the next one announced is Lady and the Tramp, which angers me because it's not going to be a live action movie because there's hardly any people in it. It's going to be mostly CGI. Stop calling it live action, please. Yeah, but what do we call it? Like, do we call it Andy Circus World? Like, I don't. But I agree. It's, really, it's not live action. But like, it could be because. Hear I'm, me out. Okay. What's Isn't your Isn't CGI just a modern version of animation? So isn't it still animated? I would say that animators would probably smack you for that. Because, like, that's, but, that's still, like, hand drawings. I think CGI is, like, all computer and digital motion capture-based. But isn't that mostly what they do? Like, the Pixar movies, they're mostly computer-based. Look, I am not a scientist. I agree that it is not <laughs> live action. But I think it, I mean, it 
it might be a lot of live action because Lady and the Tramp is, is dogs. You can make dogs do stuff. Like, if it's going to be, like, how 101 Dalmatians was and it has the dogs and, like, the voiceovers, I'm cool with that. And you can call that a live action. But it says it's going to be a mix of, like, real life and CGI. I mean, maybe they maybe they do mean it like 101 Dalmatians because those are voiceovers. But sometimes in that movie, they made their mouths move funny. Also, I yeah. love those movies. So I'm now I'm excited <laughs> about Lady and the Tramp because I want a better version of that. Remember when Hugh Laurie was a bad guy with Mr. Yeah. Lucy? Oh, classic dog movies. But you Dumb. have a right to be upset. It's not live action. Yeah. And also, of all the Disney movies to like bring to actual life, I mean, I yeah. love Lady and the Tramp, but I feel like there's better options. And not for nothing, why are you announcing this when Mulan hasn't come out yet? Can we just all wait for that, Look, Mulan and, uh... Disney's now on the Marvel train, Aladdin. so they're also like, like, let's just map out the next 20 years. It worked <sighs> fucking good for Marvel. Come on. It really did. It did. And, but here's my thing. Make some new movies. Use new content. There are other stories. Uh, I agree, but also I think... See, I think Lady and the Tramp is old enough where it is officially new. Like, I am quite certain that parents are not showing their children's Lady and the Tramp. I have a cousin who's my age, younger, but she's not showing them Lady and the Tramp because it's considered old-fashioned. And again, those Siamese cats are racist. So maybe it does need a revamp. All right. Well, fine. But still not happy about it. I agree. I'm only arguing because I really do love that. I love that movie. It's about dogs. There's a dog named Lady, and I love her. I wish she wouldn't get with the tramp, though. Is that wrong? I think no. he's a tramp. He is a tramp. And I'm just going to throw this out there. I just Googled it, and it's called CGI animation. So. I agree. I, I mean, But I think live action sounds more appealing to the general public, and that's why Disney's doing it. Well, Disney, you're wrong. Don't okay. fight your overlords, okay? Don't fight them. <laughs> I, I know. I'm going to be put on a list. If Sweet Disney wants to call it live action, you can do whatever you want, Disney. I agree with you. Oh, man. I feel like I'm in 1984. Basically. But Disney runs it, so it's a lot uh, yeah. less torturing. Yeah. Uh, so we have two more pieces of news, and then uh, we'll move on to our trailers. Uh, first, uh, Renee Zellweger is going to be playing Judy Garland in the biopic of her life. And she looks good. Wait, yes, she in that does. one picture of her. Yes. Wasn't she also um, supposed to play Janet Joplin for a long time? Janet Joplin. Was she? She I think she was, but like the running gag is like no one can find can buy the rights to that. But I just That's think fair. I think Renee Zellberger's been preparing for a nice biopic for the past like five years, basically. So this could be good for her. And it looks decent. Yeah. So and um it says it, uh, it uh, is based around her final concert, so I, but I do hope they delve more into um, her life and everything, because I'm interested to learn more about, uh, about her. Me too. Wait, it yeah. wasn't Disney. No, it was Warner Brothers. I don't know. One studio fucked her up and made her crazy, and I think her story deserves MGM. to be MGM, the musical one, yeah. Her yeah. story deserves to be told. I'd be excited yeah, she, to see that. She was 47 when she died. Yeah, and she looked like she was 57, so yeah. her story needs to be told. It definitely does, so I'm excited. Yeah, that's dope. Watch that be also be a Netflix movie. Probably, <laughs> look, probably, they're like, oh, biopic's not going to sell. People want to see more of Thor kissing Black Panther. I don't know, and they'll put it to Netflix. <laughs> that's what so I want to see. 
And lastly, there's going to be a movie about um, uh, the wives of the Irish mob, uh, and it's going to have Elizabeth Elizabeth Moss, uh, Tiffany Haddish, and Melissa McCarthy in it. So let's all get on board for that now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you'll find anybody who's against that. It sounds really good. It does. Do we know who? We don't know anything. Who's directing it? Do we know anything about it? Mm-hmm. Well, it's called The Kitchen. Mm-hmm. I know that. Um, and that's all I got. Great. I'm, I'm on board. Yeah. I don't even care. I'm just excited about this. Yeah. So. That's how I think people are going to feel about this next movie, because it's from the This Is Us guy. Mm-hmm. People love that dude. What's his name again? Dan Fogel? Dan Fogel. Fogel. Mm-hmm. Berg? Sure. One of them. <laughs> Fogelman or Fogel? I think it's Fogelman. Yeah. It's called Life Itself. You ever gonna ask me out, Will? I'm just waiting for the right moment. Because when I ask you out, there's not gonna be any turning back for me. Oscar Isaac is very intense. Oh, this song in the background. No one knows where their story is going. Nor who the heroes in it are going to be. Antonio Banderas, Annette Bening. Beautiful people. Strange to think about how a completely random moment would shape my entire life. Oh, Mandy Patikin. So many beards (laughs) in this. (laughs) Tell me about that day. Life will surprise you. So this has a lot of beautiful scenes from things. Literally scenes from life. People are dancing. People are sad. They're in New York. People are holding hands. Somebody just punched somebody. It's like a movie, right? I mean, it's just going to probably tell the lives of people. Like, nothing flash- flashy. I mean, it, this is not a dig. It's going to be This Is Us, the, the movie, yeah? Like, vignettes yes. all intersecting, different timelines, different twisties twist, but all emotional twists. Like, that's what it's going <laughs> to be, right? Yep. That's not a bad And, thing. like, the... The first time I watched this trailer, I almost started tearing up, and I don't know why, but it's just how they tell that story, so I'm excited. I almost teared up, teared up too, but it was definitely for Oscar Isaac when he said, like, something like, once you say yes to me, like, there's no turning back. It wasn't scary. It was, like, Oscar Isaac beauty intensity. And yeah. um, also, I teared up how really good-looking Antonio Banderas looked with that salt and pepper beard. I was like, ooh. Yeah. Nice. He's... He has aged beautifully. What if Oscar Isaac is young Antonio Banderas and young Antonio Banderas is young Mandy Patikin? It's all connected. <gasps> Life itself. Solved oh it. Oh my gosh. Now I don't have to do that movie. I'm still going to see it. <laughs> yeah. Um, this next movie, I'm undecided about. But it's good for <laughs> Melissa McCartney. Just these. I don't want the others. Come on, man. I slept these all the way here. There's people waiting. You know, you don't have to be so disrespectful. You've actually carried my books here. And you are? Lee Israel. Oh, we have copies of your latest work right over there. Melissa McCartney is a sad writer. Nobody is going to pay for the writer Lee Israel right now. I'm months behind in my rent, and my cat is sick. It's four in the afternoon, and you're drunk. I'm hardly drunk. Craig, top her up. My suggestion to you is you go out there and you find another way to make a living. Recently found this delightful sign letter. 
Fanny Bryce, one of my favorites. I could give you 75. Oh. I could give more for better content. It's a bit bland is all. So she finds a letter written by a more famous author. <laughs> yeah, I can. And then she embellishes. <laughs> I mean, the PS makes it priceless. Quite by accident, I find myself in a rather criminal position. What criminal activity could possibly involve it, except a crime of fashion, of course? I'm embellishing literary letters by prominent writers. I love his writing. Particularly clever, don't you think? Caustic wit. <laughs> this is quite something. These are wonderful. I thought so, too. Name your price. Ooh, naming prices. What are we going to do? Gamble? Shop? Drink? <laughs> Mrs. Israel, let me have a couple of questions regarding the last letter I purchased. Uh -oh. What seems to be the problem? Oh, that's right. So her partner is Richard E. Grant, who, you know, sassy Englishman. On a list. On a list. They're literary treasures. One of a kind. It's my writing. You're impersonating other people. Nobody's buying Lee Israel letters. There have been some forgeries going around. Do you think it's real? Looks that way. Good. You're stealing from me? Come on. Get out of my house! That's just supposed to be something more than this. We're probably looking at some time behind bars. What? I can't say that I regret any of my actions. In many ways, this has been the best time of my life. Can you ever forgive me? So, I was gonna say it looks not boring, but like, what a dumb crime to be committed, like, you know, literary fraud, but it has like a deep well of sadness about an author who gets yeah. in trouble for impersonating much better authors. Authors, yeah. And um, I read a little bit about it, and I guess she not only was forging the letters, but she also would steal real ones. Ooh, sassy. And then she'd replace the stolen ones with forged ones. So, oh, like, no. maybe this gets a little more, like, energetic. I don't know. I don't. I, um, I mean, it looks boring, but it honestly, it is the best Melissa McCartney trailer I've seen in a while. In a long like, time. Make, all the other ones make us sad. Cause we're like, okay, that looks like they're just making fun of her weight, or like that just looks. Yep. She's playing the same character. She's playing a markedly different character in this. Yeah. Now, she still kind of looks the same. She does. She's like, kind of schlubby. But... but she's not, like, playing, like, I'm a maniac. But she's yeah. playing, I don't know, deep well of sadness. I think, I mean, she got her start on dramas. I mean, I guess Suki's not really a dram dramatic character. No. But, but I'm, I'm really excited. I want this to be good for her. I, I'm excited about this, and I think this, I th I'm hoping that this will be better. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to get a wide release. It just seems like a real specific crime and, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm really worried about this. I want it to be good. It's not like a heist movie, but exactly. I don't know. I think it could be good. I think Melissa McCarthy draws an audience. I think so, too. I mean, but if it's up against this next movie, this next movie's going to crush it because this is a crowd pleaser. It's literally about a schoolyard gang. This is Tag. You take Jerry to be your husband. What's the difference between Episcopalian and Lutheran? Episcopalians don't eat fish. That's pescatarian. That's not a religion. They're all fanatics. I don't know. You, you may kiss the bride. <laughs> I love you. So Ed Helms is running down an aisle at a wedding to hit Jeremy Renner and he misses! Uh. Please tell me what's going on here. Our group of friends has been playing the same game of tag for 30 years. 
What? It's not sad. It's fun. Of May, every year we play tag. You never know when someone's gonna pop up. Congratulations, buddy. You're it. That was in, you know, in labor, at a wedding. Best that ever played. And now he wants to retire. Never been tagged. Just saying. So who's it? Can't touch it. Here we get Jerry. I like the best player is Jeremy Renner, aka Hawkeye. Yeah, because <laughs> he can sense them coming. <laughs> but it's got also got Hannibal Burris and Helms. Some couples go on cruises, some couples go camping, some couples go to strip clubs and have gangbangs. And this is just what we love. This is our gangbang. Wow. It seems like the game has really kept you guys connected. I mean, you already know this is a, a movie about guys being connected through a dumb game, but it still looks fun. It does. This game has given us a reason to be in each other's lives. I think your dad would have really wanted you to be Yeah. <laughs> Play tag at a funeral, you know. <laughs> Eat, my Eat my dick. dick. Balls. But ice cream. What? He knows I'm lactose intolerant. He's taunting me. Isla Fisher. Yeah, so it looks, I mean, this is very crowd-pleasing. And I think their main thing that I have going for it, besides a pretty good cast, is like based on a true story. What a weird yeah. story. I remember reading about this article, like reading an article about this, these friends who do this. And it, I just think, I think it's kind of genius. Like, um, I think it is too. You know, you know, you need that way to like keep some of your friends... Um, you need to be connected to some people who, you know, you may not see every day anymore. So how do you do that? Yeah. This is beautiful. Like, what an intense, so but also, like, easily, like, it's not like everyday tag. Like, you think you think about your move. Like, what are you going to see this person? Like, I think, yeah, I think it'd be, I mean, it probably won't be a beautiful movie. But, again, I love Hannah Burris. I love Jake Johnson. I'm just rewatching New Girl. He's so goddamn funny. I'm really excited yeah. about that. <laughs> I, um, I just think it's going to be great. Yeah. And look, Hawkeye has clearly been kicked out of the Infinity Wars as he doesn't show up in the trailer. So I'm glad he's getting work. <laughs> yes, as the best tag player around. Look, if you can't be the best arrow shooter, be the best tag player. So so there's this, um, an article written about, about the friends who actually played it. And they said, so basically it's a hybrid of Survivor and the Amazing Race minus the promise of a massive payout for the winner. <laughs> yeah. Think that's awesome. <laughs> I think if anything, they're probably losing money playing this, which is wonderful. <laughs> but nothing is more wonderful than this last trailer. A television program for children made its unauspicious debut on station WQED in Pittsburgh. Its host, Fred Rogers. Mr. Rogers? Yeah. I want to tell you something. What would you like to tell you? I like you. I like you, my dear. Thank you very much for telling me that. Won't you be my elements that make good television and do the exact opposite? You have Mr. Rogers Neighborhood. Low production values, simple set. I remember that set. Dumb treehouse and the little tram. So good. I've always felt that I didn't need to put on a funny hat or jump through the hoop to have a relationship with a child. He was always trying to get a message across in every show. A week on death. What does assassination mean? On divorce. Some people get married, and after a while, they're so unhappy that they don't want to be married anymore. He was radical. I know everyone says that, but he was radical. They didn't want black people to come and swim in their swimming pools. My being on the program was a statement for Fred. 
I didn't I mean how would I know with that episode but yeah he was just Mr. Rogers to me I didn't realize how radical it was would take care of you he had a singular vision of kindness and love love is at the root of everything all learning all relationships love or the lack of it children have very deep feelings just the way everybody does there must be times when you do feel blue i'm not feeling blue right now though me neither <laughs> won't you be my neighbor well i suppose it's an invitation it's an invitation for somebody to be close to you the greatest thing that we can do is to help somebody know that they're loved and capable of loving. Won't you please, won't you please, please won't you be. So that's won't you be my neighbor. Yeah, lots of feelings. Yes. Um, it looks really good. It's obviously about Mr. Rogers and the effect he had and how his show was, again, radical, which I, mean, I didn't know he was even slightly. I just remember like, oh, yeah. this is Mr. Rogers. He makes me feel cozy. Dope yeah, sweater. He, take off your shoes. Yeah. Just the best. <laughs> take off your shoes. Take Yeah, take off your jacket. Put on a sweater. Like, oh. Yeah, like, when I saw that clip about divorce, I started, I was like, oh, no, like, that's so important. And obviously the race one, I was like, how, oh, my God, like, I just. Like, how did we not know that as kids, you know, but which, I guess. What's so wonderful, we shouldn't have known it. He was just instilling, like, this is normal, and this isn't radical. It's obvious, yeah. like, I'll go in the pool with this mailman, and he's black, and it's fine. Right, because he's a person, and we should be kind to everyone. Like, like ugh, the life lessons from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood are just. just ridiculous just crazy and I really think that this is coming out at a time where we just all need to be reminded of that he's just a good man like it's yeah it's the best Mm -hmm. time and I I made Tim watch this trailer and Tim's from the UK and they had not similar but a guy who was like really into making like kids happy kind of like a -a make-a-wish thing no 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 his name was Jimmy Savile and he was a pedophile so like a lot of people like who don't know Mr. Rogers have trouble believing he's real. And Tim's like, yeah, but what's his deal? I'm like, no, no, no. This isn't Jimmy Savile. This isn't Bill Cosby. He's a yeah. good man. Like, it's, I think it's hard for anybody to believe this person existed. And I think it's important that this movie came out to prove that he did. Right. And, and it's one of those things where, if, have you ever seen, he got like, what, a Lifetime Achievement Award or like an honorary Emmy or something mm-hmm. like that? And his acceptance speech, you're just like, how how is someone that nice? Yeah, I just think he was a genuinely loving person. I love that quote, like, love is the root of everything or the lack of it. I'm like, oh, it's that simple. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, Mr. Rogers. It, <laughs> it really is. Just. Oh, my gosh. Just be nice to people. Like, that's what's beautiful to me. <laughs> it re- Man, I really wanted to see Tag first, but watching that again, I think I want to... No, I know I want and need to see Mr. Rogers first. Yes. Then I'll see Tag. Okay. Hold on, this is opposite. Then I want to see Can You Ever Forgive Me? And then Life Itself, just because it looks nice, but I just, I want to know more about it. So I'm similar. I'm going to go Mr. Rogers, 
um, tag, then life itself, then um, can you forgive me? Yeah. I mean, life so. itself, again, looks fine. I'm sure it'll be great. Just Yeah. Mm. Apparently, I just want to cry a lot with those two trailers. I mean, Jeez. basically, yeah. Do you want to <laughs> feel sad inside, but also yeah. happy? Right? I want to be like you. sad but uplifted at the same time. Yeah. Do you want to feel <laughs> sad but inspired? Like, you know, not be able to get out of bed for days, but in a good way. Like, yeah. watch these movies. Um, yeah. yeah. So, um, if you want to be our neighbor, you can't because that belongs to Mr. Rogers. But if you want to talk sure. about movies, you can tweet us at We Approve It. Or you can send us an email at the following has been approved at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the following has been approved. We're also on SoundCloud, iTunes, Cinema Geekly, Instagram, and Tumblr. Just uh, type in We Approve It and you can find us there. Yes, you will. Um, have a good week. Bye.